0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the EMG podcast. I'm Sam Boyassi, the head of publishing at EMG, and I'm joined once again by one of my editorial colleagues, Kirsty Turner. How are you doing today, Kirsty? I'm really good. How are you? Very good, thank you. So this week we're going to explore a topic that formed one of our articles in the latest issue of Gold, published last month, um, which is all about farmers' relationship with Generation Z. Now this is an area that the industry really needs to have a strong focus on going forward, um, and. Look to basically adopt their approaches to both content and marketing overall. Um, but first of all, Kirsty, as someone who I think falls into the category Just about. of Generation <laughs> Z, um, could you define this group for us? I know it can generally be generalizing that group, mm-hmm. um, but do you think there is a general definition or what the main characteristics are of this
1: generation? I think so. So it's the generation that comes after millennials and it's kind of loosely defined as those born from the mid 90s onwards. And, as you say, it is generalising, but this generation is different to the ones that have come before them. They've been exposed from a really early age to the internet and social media, and they've really grown up in that environment. So we've kind of seen this exposure to data for all kinds of sources for pretty much their entire lives. So we're seeing this generation being more sceptical and critical of the information they consume. They have this determination to search for the truth, and sometimes that makes them more distrustful of traditional authority figures Mm. such as the government. Um, We're seeing them as being more adept than previous generations at seeing through falsehoods and sort of they can spot a lack of authenticity. Um, Another big feature of Generation Z or Generation Gen Z is their passion for kind of bettering the world and wanting to align themselves with social causes. So, as someone from the millennial generation, then, what do you think is the biggest difference between Gen Z and millennials? Um, have you noticed kind of different characteristics in in these two generations? I mean, I so it, this is a bit tricky
0: mm-hmm. uh, because obviously, as we said, we don't want to generalize, and it's not to say that everyone in these generational categories is one hundred percent like this. Mm. But when you say Generation Z, I say Z. I don't yeah. know what's <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, I tend to compare myself to my little sister because yes, she would fall under that generational category, and I would fall under the millennial category. I think the main difference with millennials, sorry, I can't even say millennials. (laughs) I think the main difference with millennials is I believe that most of us grew up without so much access to tech. Mm -hmm. So mobile phones didn't really probably make it into my life until I was around 10. And my parents got their first pocket mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And equally, we had those kind of chunky computers, which my dad used to have part of his office, and I was only really allowed to go on it to play games maybe once an hour a week. Um, But apart from that, I would spend most of my childhood outdoors playing with friends. So tech wasn't really a big part of my life. But fast forward, and once social media became a big thing throughout my Teenage years um, and early adult life, us millennials did fully buy into it, and when I say buy into it, I mean literally. So. Not just we like it and we use it, we like it and trust it so much we monetize it for brands. So whereas Generation Z is known to be more skeptical, um, I think my generation was the one that was borderline addicted and made it what it is now that it is for brands, I guess. Um, but what about you then? Do you see any differences in mindset between yourself and colleagues from earlier generations in daily life? I know, a bit of a cheeky question. but
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Be careful what I say here. <laughs> I think it's kind of what you're saying about this familiarity with social media and technology i think i see both actually in in gen z and millennials we have this uh, just understanding of of social media and i think that that's a little bit different to colleagues from earlier generations in that it's kind of for them learning how those things work whereas that's always been a part of our lives Mm. and i think that's where the, the biggest difference comes i also think what we spoke about a little bit already is that um kind of familiarization with with causes and wanting to be associated with that I think that's not just a nice thing to have anymore for for these generations it's a necessity and we really want to associate with brands and causes and and having a social cause is a really important part of that now.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's a growing population, isn't it? And hugely influential. I think there was something around um, there are going to be 2 billion members of uh, Generation Z now living across the world. Mm. Um, and by 2020, they're expected to account for 40% of all consumers. Um, and I think that itself shows that, that pharma in particular have to be really mindful um, of the needs of this particular group when planning their content and marketing strategies. Mm. Um, but what does the pharma industry need to do really to engage this generation effectively, Kirsty?
1: Um, I think it's it's absolutely critical that they do engage this this generation. I mean, you're saying it's going to be 40% of all consumers. That's huge. They really can't afford to ignore it. Mm. Um, I think trust is something that's really important mm. for this generation, um, as is the case with other big, te- big sectors and institutions. There is a kind of a perceived lack of trust with pharma and healthcare institutions from people in Gen Z. And I think pharma really need to align their strategies with the priorities of Gen Z to establish a trusting relationship. I think one big thing to start with is kind of channels of communication. So Gen Z, as we've said, you know, they use social media much more than any other platform. That's where they're getting everything now, their news information. It's where they're engaging with brands and products and engaging with each other. Uh, So pharma really need to kind of increase their use of social media, but do it in the right way. I think they need to share their message, but, you know, Gen Z aren't going to be, they want something authentic. Um, If you look at the stats as well, 95% of Gen Z say that they're users of YouTube that's absolutely massive and pharma can't really afford to ignore a stat as big as that I think when it comes to brands as well Gen Z above all they want authenticity they don't like having products pushed upon them they want to you know they want the content to be engaging and Mm. and not directly related to products Um, Gen Z want to see companies that are are genuinely motivated to do good and improving the world this has to be authentic I think they kind of see through if brands are just doing it you know, associating with a social cause as a PR move. I think this generation can really see through that. Exactly, and on your note on
0: YouTube, that reminded mm. me. Um, I think one pharma company in particular that does it really, really well is Leo Pharma. Mm-hmm. They published a series of videos featuring key opinion leaders on their YouTube channel to raise awareness and educate patients on diseases and treatments. Um, so it seems like pharma are starting to understand how to engage effecti- effectively with these generations.
1: Definitely, I think another big thing that we discuss in the the Gen Z article that's in the recent issue of gold is the importance of wellness to gen z yeah. so they want companies to help enable them to live kind of healthy fulfilling lives both not just in body anymore but in mind um, going beyond medications and curing conditions and i think this is an extension really on the, the greater focus of improving quality of life of patients that we are seeing in the pharma industry uh, i think pharma needs to put a greater emphasis on on developing wellness solutions to either complement medications or even as standalone products um, we're definitely seeing moves in in this direction. For instance, um, I know Johnson & Johnson formed a whole new health and wellness division yeah. um, that they used to create programmes focusing on wellness and prevention, uh, behavioural health and chronic disease support. Absolutely. and And
0: I think in summary, essentially... The thing that Generation Z want and one of the main things that pharma needs to learn and kind of shout through that content and marketing to attract and basically get themselves in front of this new generation of consumers is to, yes, attach yourself to something meaningful and do that in a genuine way. Because mm. as we said, Generation Z is a generation that can genuinely see through all of that and understand whether or not that is genuine. Um, but yeah, I think trust uh, trust seems Absolutely. to be the main theme here. Uh, but really, really fascinating discussion, Kirsty. Thank you again for joining me this week weeks uh, on this podcast <laughs> uh, but that's all we've got time for today i'm afraid uh, if you do want to see the recent article we published uh, on farm's kind of relationship with generation z um, as well as the rest of the content from the last issue of gold you can head over to our website which is www.emg-gold.com um, and check out the most recent uh publish, publication of gold there um but that's it thanks for listening and see you next time for another episode of the emg podcast